how you doing again? Hey, Colin. I'm okay. Oh, uh, we have been chatting for the past 20 minutes, so I'll catch you up very quickly because your <laughs> audio went missing. Yeah. Uh, it's Corona. We're at home. Colin's working. I'm not. We're still getting paid. This is good. I can't find yeast to bake anything anymore. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca just heard me having to restart. What is happening? Rebecca just heard me have to restart my entire recording and lose 20 minutes of progress. And she's, she is making Did a lot. That really just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And it was so good. <laughs> were, you, were you listening from the other room? Of course. Well, this is how I'm doing. <laughs> um, how can I not? I have to be quiet. Yeah. I'm going to go back to this now. <laughs> have fun with Zelda. Uh, it's it's fine. She just finished all the shrines in Breath of the Wild, Ooh, and fun. to keep her busy, I showed her my 3DS, which has seven Zelda games on it. So nice. she'll be she'll be. I've given the child the iPad. I'm okay <laughs> for the evening. Um, yeah, I mean, so the biggest thing that sort of went missing in my recording mishap here is, uh, as Laura just summarized, us talking about our current states. We were both pretty fortunate to not be really negatively impacted by the pandemic maybe going a little loopy but i have had some moments of introspection that have corrected my habits uh <laughs> with 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 compulsory gaming and i'm just enjoying myself uh laura can't find yeast which is fascinating to me yeah it's sad for me because i just want to bake all the things with yeast but yeah <laughs> you know, i can't that's it just stinks um but i mean you had said to me that uh part of the reason you are now baking so much with yeast is you actually have the time to do it given that you're uh, yes. staying at home. Yes. Um, I mentioned something in our last episode that you kind of like gave me the thumbs up on, but we're like, I can't contribute where I was like, I think I figured out how you could turn the Silmarillion into oh, yeah. a reasonable yes. trilogy of films. And do you remember this? Yeah. I've outlined half of the trilogy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I'm proud, but like I don't know if that's the real reaction. <laughs> I I mean, here's the they're good stories. The thing is they were never completed the way Lord of the Rings was. And right. nobody like Chris Tolkien hated the movies. So I'm pretty sure the estate adopted the position of we're never selling the film rights to the Silmarillion because they're going to fuck right. it up. So my thought is how do you condense these into reasonable movies but also not kind of butcher them the way the Jackson movies did. And I think I'm straddling that line. And I just have to remind myself, it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever fantasies I have about this, it is purely an exercise in writing for me. Yeah. But uh, I'm halfway through what would be the second film of my proposed Silmarillion trilogy, The Outline. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's... That's that has been my yeast. <laughs> that that has been my. Uh, has that been your baking with discovery. yeast? I think is probably what you're saying. Because I mean, it's a bad metaphor because my ability to focus on Tolkien material is not a finite resource being distributed right through through marketplaces. Um, but I'm. Ju- I, it's just. It's a thing that I want to get out of my head. Mm. And I have the time to do it. Yeah. And if I don't do this, I would probably be playing games that I don't want to play. But instead, uh, when I do play games, I'm like, I really want to play Half-Life 2. I really want to play Metro Exodus. And it's just, 
it's a better balance. It does sound good. Uh, before we got cut off, we were also talking. You had asked me if I was playing any games right now. Yeah. Um, and we had talked about that we were going to talk about, and I'm glad that I'm now talking about talking about talking about it. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, um, which I have started. Um, I've been feeling a little bit like I would like to surround myself with things that are light and fluffy and mm-hmm. and like very bubbly positive. Um, so I yeah. haven't gotten as far into Ori as I kind of expected, but it is beautiful and great and it feels like ori which is really fun um mm-hmm. i've also been playing a lot of animal crossing which is probably not that surprising so the new game came out on the 20th yeah and that is kind of the speed i'm going well you i remember you were telling me a few months ago um stardew valley on the phone mm. was was taking over your life in a big way yeah um animal crossing is kind of in the same vein. It is. So it's actually pretty similar. Yes. So is is it maybe is it controlling you to the same extent as Stardew, or is it maybe more relaxed? Uh, it's a little bit more relaxed. It's mm. um, it was for the first couple of days. I think like I would find myself sitting there and being like, "Oh my god, it's been like four hours, and then I need to do other things." But that's also partly because mm. there's just like my my <laughs> schedule these days is yeah. wake up. And eat food a couple times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's um, fair. And I'm trying really hard to like keep myself. Uh, like I, I wear my watch every day, and I try to close my rings every day, and I try to mm-hmm. clean one area in the apartment every day, and I try to pack a couple boxes because in all of this insanity, I am five and a half months pregnant. We're moving, and there's a coronavirus, <laughs> so I'm uh. trying to like pack well. I have the opportunity to do that. Um, that yeah, that is. I do not. I, for, I I know that I I sort of preface this by saying like you and I have not been terribly negatively affected, but you are definitely in a more high stakes situation <laughs> than I am, just across the board. I mean, e- in a way, I like when else would I get three weeks off of work with pay to pack my apartment though? Like, you know, I guess that's true. Yeah. Well, I know that initially. Um, Apple had said all the retail employees would be taking off until the 27th of March. We're past the 27th yes. of March. I've had, I, have you been told when you're going back? Is no. that a thing you can say? It's, okay. Uh, so it just, everyone is in a holding pattern right now. Like, okay. if you look at the website, they changed the wording from the 27th to indefinitely mm-hmm. um, or until further notice. And it's really going um, state by state, store by store. So because New Jersey is in a pretty high state of yeah alert at the moment, like there is no discussion of going back. Yeah, no, so that, that makes sense. There is some discussion of like, you know, making sure that we're staying connected, trying to figure out how we can continue our learning. Apple actually just announced two new products a couple like a week and a half ago. So like, yeah, there is still stuff happening. Like retail is open. Our stores just aren't is kind of what we're saying. Um and so oh, we're trying man. to figure out like I don't I don't miss that kind of <laughs> internal marketing yeah. communication. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's just internal, mm. it's not. but anyway, um, <laughs> it's like we're still trying to figure out how we can be productive during this time. And obviously, it's it's you know I think there are some pilots where a couple of uh, store employees are like working from home, so like doing online store support and stuff like that. Yeah, I talked to uh, one of my friends who works in Texas, and she was saying that uh, she might be tapped for that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, I, I also think that given Apple's immense wealth, 
if if they did not ensure that all of their employees were completely taken care of, there would be riots. Have you seen but, Amazon? <laughs> yeah, that is the audacity of the Jeff Bezos would like you to donate to the Amazon Relief Fund and they fire the person who leads the strikes because they violated social distancing guidelines. And it's yeah. like, Apple's doing a good job. They're they're doing the right thing. I know folks yeah. at corporate, they're working from home. Retail people are working from home. You are packing up your apartment and <laughs> reluctantly playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps. <laughs> and Amazon is a complete mess yeah. and i'm trying really hard not to order anything off amazon which is an empty gesture in the grand scheme of things but i well not necessarily not, i mean i'm not a fan i've also looked at amazon a couple times recently and like nothing like everything that i want is sold out anyway or like yeah. shipping in may so like this is actually giving me a pretty good way to kind of back off of that yeah uh, but yeah no i i have talked about this like in work groups a couple of times but i am so so incredibly grateful for my job right now like yeah they do not need to be paying me they don't need to be just like having me sit at home and like do whatever and like it's like I still have all my health insurance like I'm still getting paid the same amount like I yes knock on wood that that lasts like I don't know if it's there's no discussion of cutting hours even so yeah we'll see it's uh yeah it's it's wonderful and uh, I try not to lose sight of the fact that like uh, and we talked about this before the great loss of Colin's recording of, of, of this episode. Um, but like the worst loss of 2020 for the, sure. The, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest impact on my life, maybe actually, uh, no, cause for me, the impacts of this have been largely positive. I don't like getting close to people. I don't like <laughs> taking things from people that they are handing to me. I don't like talking to people I don't have to talk to and I'm still employed. I get to work from home, which is better than sitting in a fucking office uh like i feel healthier i feel like i have more time i'll circle back to healthy generally healthier <laughs> some stuff to to follow up on there but like i it is i don't know because i also i i mean obviously I've, i have friends across the country i also have uh some friends in healthcare, and it's just like man yeah i'm super fortunate in this situation and i'm very glad to know that you are too yeah um and it's I, I have to like actually force myself to remember like the enormous cost of my conveniences here because I'm sitting around while my friends are complaining about like they're lonely and they want to hang out with people. And I'm like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. This is what I've always wanted to do. I haven't left my block in two and a half weeks. That's great. And I, like before I say those things, I have to try to stop and remind myself like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are very not okay with everything that's happening. Yeah. And 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 I'm I don't know. Well, I'm, some yeah, some of it is that they're not okay because like the external forces are obviously way worse and some of them yeah. are not okay because like they can't not be around people. Yep. Uh, yeah. And both of those are totally valid. And yes. I I tend to like I tend more towards uh introversion than extroversion for sure. Like I would always rather kind of be at home than out doing things. Um, but I miss, you know, I miss people. Like I definitely miss yeah. people. And I have found myself a little bit like I'm trying really, really hard not to slip back into how it felt like when I first moved in with Charles, which I feel like I've mentioned a couple times on this podcast where like mm -hmm. he was going to school and before I really had a job, like there was a couple months. So like he would be online with his friends or like going to classes or whatever yeah. these things. And I would just be home all the time. And like it just felt like when I saw him, I would just get cranky because I felt like he wasn't paying enough attention to me. Mm -hmm. I'm trying really hard not to slip back into that. And there's been a couple, 
a couple times in the past like two days probably <laughs> where I was just like, blah, like pay attention to me. <laughs> um, that's that's been a thing with uh, with yeah. Rebecca and I has been. I always, I don't know if you've noticed, I like to talk a lot. <laughs> Sorry, it, did I laugh there? <laughs> It's not a it's not a sound of my own voice sort of thing. It's a like say things as precisely particularly as I can and you know laying down the railroad as you're running across it sometimes that's <laughs> not always a concise way of communicating. But I've always been on the side of like really try to put everything you feel and need and want in a situation out there. Yeah. Like don't don't overshare, but give everybody the tools that they need to interact with you healthily. Um and I think that that has been uh pretty important with Rebecca and I because there are the days where we are both grumpy because yeah. I mean I've been trying to do a lot of outdoor exercise where I can, but I have asthma. So when it's under 50 degrees, I can't exercise outside or yeah. I can't breathe. So it's like there are these days where the proximity puts us in that situation where it's just like we are prone to saying like, Meh, give me attention. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I I think the important thing is, is when we need attention, we tell each other. Yeah. Like, like it. it we got out of the habit of of just going to each other and saying like, Man, hang out with me now because it can feel needy or clingy when you do it too much. But when you only have one person <laughs> to interact with, and I'm fortunate yeah. enough to have a person to interact with, yeah, same. Um, like I, I think that's that's necessary. Um, if especially if you're going to put that behavior forward, you just need to be able to be more empathetic and understand that if someone asks that of you, right, that like it's not. It's it's not clinginess. It's not neediness. It is need. Yeah. And 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 that's that's sort of. It's just been a matter of I think balancing. Yeah. Balancing those needs, and I'm fortunate to not have the same social needs as a lot of people. Yeah, and I it like it's funny because Charles, like this is, uh, he is also very lucky. Uh, currently, where he gets to work from home most days of the week, when he does go into the office, even most of his appointments still are are virtual now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is at very low risk considering he's a doctor, um, which makes me very grateful. Um, but like he, if he were in my situation, he'd be like the happiest, like it would literally make him like the happiest human in the entire universe. Just like, Hey Charles, I need you to sit here. I need you to play animal crossing. I need you to not talk to anybody and stay inside. Yeah. He would be like totally, totally fine with this. This would not have any sort of negative impact on his well-being. Um, and I'm not quite that good. Like, I think I do pretty well, but like, I am a little bit more social than that. Um, and and like, he's still working. And so like, I'm trying really hard to kind of balance out that like need that I am just here all the time. And like, he's home, but he's not home, right? He's home, but he's working. Um and like balancing that like as soon as he comes downstairs like it's not like he's just been hanging out in his office all day like he's been doing his job um and so it's, it's yeah he, needs, he still needs time to wind down from that and like that can be hard because you know he's yeah i see him walk out between patients wearing his nice you know top and like his sweatpants <laughs> of course because like what else are you gonna do oh that's great um, but yeah it's i mean we're, we're doing all right all things considered we are I'm I'm glad it's him that I'm trapped with for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the um. Oh shoot, what was I gonna say? Uh, ba 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 ba. Ah, it's fine. Um, no, the the thing. Uh, I don't consider you a social 
light. You're a social person, but I don't consider, like, I also agree with the assessment you're largely introverted. But I think that a lot of, a lot of things I've learned from you are how you handle being goal-oriented. Mm. Uh, because I, I, I used to think that I was lazy, but I, th- I, I kind of came to understand that it was, I think, a lack of goals that I wanted to attain. Mm. And as I've learned what those goals are, it's, it's sort of easier to, to manage. But after that came the how do you structure meeting goals in ways that work for you. Right. And you are a person who is amazing at that. You are amazing at looking at what you need to do. Example, get yeast and, <laughs> and and finding a way to do that and not letting not letting the commitment of it be a downside like mm. you don't get anxious about your commitments you see the goals as things to attain and it's just kind of like you you casually slip into these are the things i need to keep moving and you don't stress about them unless i think i think when you do stress it's well deserved which is <laughs> Diabetic, yeah. five months pregnant, <laughs> pandemic, have to move. Like I think that I think I think that it's all pretty reasonable. Yeah. So thanks. So I I can see how how you might not be enjoying being stationary as much as I am because a lot of your goals are just kind of on hold. Yeah, I mean it. it I will say like having like preparing for having a child and preparing to move apartments has been really helpful. Also, our new landlords are like the nicest people you've ever met Aww. which like never happens and i'm really excited about it um but like our lease doesn't start till april 15th which is another two weeks from now and we got the keys already like three weeks ago and they're like just start moving whenever you want like don't worry about it like it's totally fine so it's kind of nice to have like we already moved over two full cars full of boxes so you can literally just take as much goddamn time as you want yeah and our lease here doesn't end for a long time so like we have a long time to kind of do that that's kind of what I've been trying to structure my time around is like, okay, mm-hmm. we started moving these boxes, you know, sometime this week, I'm going to start going over like, you know, I brought over the China that we like, literally have never used and will never use ever, but like, whatever, we have it. Um, <laughs> and they left a really nice break front, which is one of those big uh, China cabinets, basically in the kitchen that we can use. Um, so I'm going to go over, I'm going to like, make sure that stuff is washed and like, start unpacking it. So when we actually do fully make the transition over, like, it'll be, we don't have to like, move all of our shit in one day and then unpack for the next three months. Like, I kind of want to do it a little bit at a time. Like, I brought over all our winter coats. Like, I'm probably just going to go over on like, Thursday and like, put them in the closet. Yeah. Like, why wait? That's great. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic that you have that. That so yeah, enormous that enormous flexibility has been really, really helpful. Yeah. And the guy, he's so sweet. Um, he was like, oh, just like if you want to pick the color for the nursery, I'll just have my guys paint it before you move in. Like, no big deal. Like, just let me know if there's any. He was like, if you need help moving the boxes upstairs, like, let me know. <laughs> so, yeah. And they live next door. So if anything goes wrong, we can just call I them. just calmed down listening to you describe that situation. That's fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. well, Rebecca and I were looking at new places at the beginning of this month, which <laughs> which like, feels like seven uh, years ago, <laughs> it was. I, I said this before we got cut off, but like you know, looking at how quickly we've adapted to this is the current status quo. The tweet I saw that was like, "This is the same month Pete Buttigieg dropped out of the race." Like earlier yeah. this month, we were walking around shaking people's hands, <laughs> saying, "Can you show us all these doors you've touched?" Which is how I think about it now, because that's how the world is. Um, but mm. like. It's just, it's not even on the table anymore, yeah. really. I don't think um, it would be nice, 
but our lease is up in June, and I don't think that there's a lot of indication that by June things will be stable enough for us to comfortably say, let's just move into a different place. And it's totally up in the air. Can you go, can you ask before you renew your lease if you can do a six-month lease due to the situation? I think that they are taking extensions. Uh, Rebecca's already chatted with them about that. So extensions are on the table. So uh, I'm I'm not worried. I'm not stressed. It's very much an out of my hands. Uh, New York, I think, does have um, like a no like no eviction right thing right now yeah, so even if right. like e- even if a lease becomes difficult and i and we're also not really having trouble paying rent right um but if the lease thing becomes an issue i i don't think i'm in a position to be concerned we will see right but um but yeah I, i'm i'm glad to not have to worry about it honestly because um for me trying to keep my goals structured Silmarillion's keep me busy. <laughs> um, was that part of this one or the last one? I don't remember. Oh, it was this recording? Good. Th- that was yeah. <laughs> okay. I just said that. Well, because we're in the middle of recording number two, and recording right. number one never happened, so right. we sort of have to keep <laughs> keep this chronology in our heads. Just making sure um, I knew. Yes, uh, but uh, to try and stay, I don't even want to say stay busy because I I have yet to be bored mm. during the quarantine. I know a lot of people are bored and lonely and need friendship and support in droves and uh i enjoy my friendships and there are definitely times where i feel like i need them given that i am still isolated even though i enjoy it for the most part but um (laughs) i have been trying to bird just started tweeting yeah it's super loud (laughs) yeah okay that really distracted me um uh, exercise is a thing that I've been trying not to lose track of. Same. I told you the health was going to come back. And that's because um, the the meal kit that we're doing is it is pretty low carb. Um, and we just kind of like we're not doing keto anymore. So we kind of balance out low carb meals with, you know, we have breakfasts that are usually kind of carby. Uh, and you try to keep a balance of those things. And we fucked up the balance a little bit. <laughs> Because we were like, hey, most of our meals are going to be high protein, right? High, high in nutrients, low in carbs. So, like, let's get things to offset that. And we have so many toaster strudels. <laughs> I love toaster we, strudels. <laughs> we, we, went, we went through, like, the, grocery, the shopping list for the grocery delivery and we just kept adding things like, oh, we might as well do one more of these. We might do one more of that. And like by the time everything got in here and we cleaned off all the, the boxes and packages and we put it away, I'm looking around and I'm like, there's like two things of chicken <laughs> and eight different kinds of frozen pastries. And I can't even – I don't want to count the cookies. Yeah. Like it just – it got away from us. We didn't do a good audit and the food showed up and it's all bad. And I feel like I have an IDV drip of chocolate in my arm because I haven't been hungry for two days. And that's not good. So I think it's not just you. I think it's partly just the corona. It just brings out the cravings in people and like the lack of self-control because you're controlling you're self-controlling everything else. Um, I found finally this took a while i found flour and sugar and chocolate chips good and i was like charles i'm gonna make chocolate chip cookies and he was like too bad you're not working can't bring them to work for your co-workers we're gonna eat them all and i was like haha it's fine i'll just make a, a half a recipe no and then i didn't do that and it was three trays of cookies <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty sure that was last night i finished baking them at like nine o'clock i think they're half gone <laughs> 
No. Wait, keep, how much of that was you? Because you I mean, you have diabetes. I don't know if you know this. You have diabetes. I know. And not all of it, but like not none of it. <laughs> Wait, not all of the diabetes? No, not all the cookies for me, okay. but definitely not none of it. I have half diabetes. I have just a little diabetes. No, I just, I definitely have the diabetes. It's called type mm. lowercase a. Um, But yeah, and uh, and I keep on buying chips because I just really want salty chips. Mm. So now we have three different kinds of potato yeah. chips in the house. And like, I can't be doing that. That's yeah. terrible. Also, this whole yeasted baking situation, <clears throat> I made pita bread and I made English muffins. And I'm going to make naan soon when my yeast arrives from Walmart. Thanks, Walmart. Wait, that, that picture of pita bread that you showed me, you made that? I did. What the hell? Yeah, dude. Man. Uh, when this whole thing is over and you've learned to make a bunch of food and I've written outlines for movies that will never get made, <laughs> we're really going to know who won the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, I, my doughs have been like on point and all I want to do is like keep making yeasted breads of some sort. So uh, mm. my next one is garlic naan, which I'm really excited about because I'm going to make it with butter chicken. Um, and you basically, it's like a flatbread, um, yeast up a little bit, but you like cook it on a really high heat so it like bubbles a little and then you just coat that shit in butter and garlic are you doing okay over there i'm burping a lot yeah you're having a hard time with this um with this conversation my newest pregnancy symptom is that i've been getting heartburn which is not super ah, fun um and that's it's not, not that's like not even like a funny one that just sucks yeah it's it's not terrible like it could be way worse but uh it's going to get worse i think over time as there is less and less room in my stomach <laughs> fair but yeah sometimes it makes me kind of burpy <laughs> Well, now you got me curious. One, I'm definitely going to see if I can get my hands on yeast. Yeah, if you can, can it, you actually mail it to me? That is not a joke. I would add, no, I would absolutely do it. Thanks. But if I do get yeast, now I'm like, hey, maybe I could take a break from writing The Curse of Morgoth. <laughs> and uh, which I didn't make up that title, guys. That, that was the alternate title. It's fine. So if I actually get yeast, I might take a break from my hobbies of playing old games I've played before. And um, I should try it. I'm Just scared of baking. It. Don't be scared baking, of baking. I, okay, I'm not scared of baking. I am. I have no confidence in my ability to bake. I had a conversation with this about Rebecca the other day because I hate cooking with Rebecca. It's okay. awful. <laughs> it's a bad experience because um, I very much lean into the fact that cooking is an imprecise thing. Right. That you can be like, eh, measurements off a little bit. It's fine. Just cook it for like an extra two seconds and it'll boil off or whatever. And and she treats cooking like baking. Right. Uh, so as long as she doesn't see how I'm making the food, <laughs> she's fine with it. But if she sees that I uh, kind of eyeballed a quarter cup of water, she does not enjoy it. Yeah. Now, and, and I see that behavior. And I know that if I'm baking, I'm going to behave exactly like that. Because I know how much more precise baking has to be. Mm -hmm. If you put in a little too much water, you don't just bake it for an extra second. Right. <laughs> it's bad. You fucked it up. <laughs> so I think uh, if you go so into it, yeah, if you go into it knowing that it's a more precise experience, like I think you'll be fine as long as you just know that. I, I guess the, the 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 a lot of the way that I learn is self-actuating in the moment like uh oh i i fucked it up how do i fix it and move forward with baking there's no fix it and move forward there's start over <laughs> and um i know that i have a lot of time but my sort of goal oriented one of the goals i have to keep track of is don't get bored yeah uh and if i have to bake the same loaf of bread 
12 times, one, you're going to kill me because I used that much yeast and didn't <laughs> give it to you. And two, I'm going to get real fed up with that. I was going to say, if you do it more than like three times and don't call me, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I will definitely call you. I guess I'm just anticipating that I might be helpless to a point that even you cannot save me. But that is perhaps overdramatic. Well, and if I get my hands on it, I will try it. I believe in you. And I think that you can do it. Yeah. Um, the other side of the health is uh, exercise. And when it has been warm enough, because we had it was 80 degrees the other week. Yeah, and now and it's been 40 and raining every freaking day. Every freaking day. I hate it so much. Yeah. I literally uh, feel I like, like I haven't seen the sun in two weeks. I know that you and I live far away, but I like that we're close enough that we have largely the same weather patterns. <laughs> so I can still text you about, like, it's rainy. And there's, like, a you know, nine out of ten times you won't be like, no, it's not, yeah. idiot. <laughs> um, but I, Rebecca um showed me a couch to 5k sort of process mm. thing app and she was like try it out it's not as bad as i thought it would be and then I, I i did the first day and i'm like i've never i've never run a mile straight yeah it has i've never run a contiguous mile um and and i understand that some people are like like some people can sprint some people can cross country yada 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 i like to say i can sprint but that just means i've never tried so <laughs> Uh, I have been doing this and it was, and it, the, the first time I went, I was like, that wasn't bad at all. My feet hurt so much. <laughs> uh, and this was, this was right before we locked ourselves down. I bought some running shoes. They're still not fully broken in, mm. but I've gotten to a point where it's like, it's like a 30 minute process and I, you run for like 12 of those minutes in different chunks and it's it's getting easier as long as it's like 60 degrees now i'm getting burpy goddamn as long as it, as long as it's like 60 degrees i am generally fine yeah and that feels That's pretty exciting. good yeah yeah it is uh, i know that you used to run and you would say like i just ran 2 miles this morning and i'd be like that's no one no one can do that who can do that but um that was like the max that i would ever run though so uh, no, I'm not really a runner. Um, Charles is a runner. It's like his favorite thing to do now when it's nice out. <clears throat> like sometimes he'll go and he'll be like, oh yeah, I just, like legit, no, I'm not even kidding. He'll like go out and he'll come back up like, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours later. Be like, yeah, I just ran uh, seven and a half miles. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, it's it's messed up. Um, but I have been trying really hard to keep up with my biking because it's especially important to like stay healthy and exercising through pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um. I will admit that especially recently I've been having a hard time with that because I have to do that type of exercise before I eat. And when I don't have to like get up and roll right onto the bike, I have a tendency to have a hard time doing that. So if I do have one of those days, I've been trying to take like a really long walk around town and I'll like walk for like an hour and a half and it'll, it'll get my exercise ring closed. But like, uh, it's just, it's just hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I've also been closing my rings, uh, every day. Uh, I tried, I've been trying to get a perfect year for the last two years, but I always miss one of my goals on my Apple Watch like one day, and it's just <laughs> But so far, 2020, I've gotten them every day without like cheating or bullshitting anything. Okay. But um, yeah, the walks are uh, are a big help with that. I try to take like a 15, 20 minute walk every morning, and if I don't, I feel like complete ass. Yeah. For the rest of the day, like even if it's rainy, just throw on a coat. Yeah. Who cares? But like. 
I, that normally I look at exercise as a thing to like sort of, it's like, oh, how am I going to make time for this? I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's become like a pretty good staple of my routine. I don't look forward to the day that I might have to go back and work in a building. Uh <laughs> that will totally throw off my rhythm because like I'm finding so much value in this side of things in a way I haven't. Uh, Rebecca just ordered uh, an exercise bike. Mm-hmm. That'll be a, probably a little better than the one that I have mounted up now. So I, I think we're building those habits in a good way. And I think the only reason we can do that is because we're locked up. Yeah. And I'm like... Yeah, but if you get used to that, like... I never thought I was going to be the person that exercised in the morning. Like that was never, ever, ever going to be my thing. And then when I stopped traveling into the city and had like, you know, that was taking an hour and 40 minutes and I went to having like a 30 minute drive max. And I was like, if I can't just get up a little bit later than I have been and exercise for like 30 minutes in the morning, then I'm like fucking up. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't do it every day, but like because I I had that mentality and I built it into my routine, like it was fine because I had been getting up so much earlier and then I just got up a little bit earlier, like later than I had been and I could still use that time. So I think if you build the habit now, you'll be able to fit it into your lifestyle even when you go back to work. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess the the running thing never takes more than 30 minutes, which on the Apple Watch closes the exercise ring. It'll definitely put me over my my calorie and step goals. Um, uh, but the big thing is always like when in the before times, the, you know, Three and scheduling, a half weeks ago, yes, yes, it, it, the, the scheduling the day was always, it's, it's a matter of priority. Like, yeah. Hey, I, I like, I just need to tidy up my room, like just a little bit, but that's 10 minutes and then do the cat box. That's five minutes. And the fact that I can distribute those now. Yeah, And the fact that I don't have a commute, even though my commute was only like 30 minutes round trip, like that time adds up so much. And that 30 minutes is now a run that I can go on and train myself because, I mean, when when you're barely squeezing in the time to exercise and you are not trained for it, it's super discouraging to take on a thing that just makes you feel like, well, I'm a giant worthless (laughs) non-runner. Um, but that's why so you take I, advantage of this time. And then like yeah. you, you prioritize, all right, like I know that I don't want to do this, but I wake up half an hour earlier. Like yeah. that is something that sucks, but like can be done. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I wake up pretty early at this point cause we work at seven in the morning. Yeah. You used to have to wake up at, at six to try to get ready and go to work. Now set my alarm for six forty five. snooze once, roll out of bed. I'm at work. <laughs> is great Uh, and nobody can see that my eyes are crusted shut as long as my voice sounds good i'm fine (laughs) um but yeah i'm really hoping that like if i can and i'm like doing pull-ups again push-ups jumping jacks yoga things like that so i'm I'm trying to like hit a little bit of everything but if i can get like biking and running routines Mm. to not feel like a drag yeah then these will probably last long term so i guess that's kind of what i'm shooting for but right now that is very heavily counteracted by the amount of oreo thins i ate yesterday (laughs) uh i ate a cookie and two big handfuls of waffle cut chips before we sat down for this and i don't regret it that sounds so good i had a hot pocket for breakfast yum i hot pockets are bad i know but like they're so good i think my favorite hot pocket were the meatball ones the meatball mozzarellas i got nasty with some of those for sure um (laughs) There, there, there was a point. So part, I guess part of the thing that's scaring me about these habits is when I was 
late teens, early 20s. Now I'm in my mid-20s. When I was late, late, late teens, early 20s, um, I was very much in the habit of, like, you know, when I get home from work, eat whatever the fuck I want that's easiest, yeah. uh, and just sit until I'm asleep. Uh, and I'm... <laughs> so I'm <laughs> that's, that's it. So, like... I guess part of this is motivated by the fear of that backslide because I know yeah. I'm extremely capable of it. But, like, you got me into cooking. Uh, I have gotten into exercise through inspiration from various friends. Rebecca has helped me with the running thing. And I'm just like, I I really need to not let go of these. Yeah. Because, again, we have so <laughs> many toaster strudels. <laughs> like, it's a lot. Yeah. It's several boxes. I just, I don't ever snack if I'm at work because I don't have snacks around or like I'd have to get it from the vending machine or whatever and now there's just food like my whole pantry is available to me at all times yes yeah and that's the thing like at work like you can buy snacks but I'm like is it really worth money on it right yeah is it really worth like 250 and walking (laughs) for a Kit Kat no um sometimes yes but now it's like (laughs) is it really worth sweatily flopping my way 20 feet to the stash of pastries yes the answer is yes every time every time yes um yeah so i bet i i i think next time that we do a grocery list uh i i'm going to look at what exercise i have habits i have accomplished and reinforced that week and weigh that against how many times I push the plus button on cans of chocolate frosting. Because <laughs> we have two full cans of chocolate frosting yeah. uh, in the fridge well, and nothing to put them on and I will eat them. Yeah. I uh, bought a whipped cream container, but it wasn't ready whip because they didn't have any ready whip. And then they had ready mm-hmm. whip this time. So now I have two cans and one of them is ready whip because I can't like let the ready whip go. What if it's not there next time? <laughs> you know? <laughs> that fallacy... I don't even think it's a fallacy, but like that that motivation is is definitely taking over a lot of people. Yeah. I think that was I think that was part of the motivation. I was like, Rebecca, we don't need this many boxes of hot pockets. She's like, I'm thinking about three weeks in advance. And I said, That's reasonable. Plus, 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 plus. <laughs> yeah. And and again, now that I'm staring at my fridge and I'm like, I have a little bit of kale. <laughs> I have a lot of frozen diarrhea waiting to happen. Uh, so yeah. I don't know, but the 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 meal kit meals that we made last night. Uh, I made a parmesan crusted chicken. Yeah, this is easy. Yeah, this is easy. Is good. It's just um, I've told you. I think it's like my focus issues meal planning to the degree to the degree that you do. But I think I I need to make the effort. Yeah, I think now more than ever, I'm looking at what are we what now's we are the time to try. Yeah, and I need <laughs> to make the effort. Um, I did find in like probably. Between days seven and ten of my isolation and lack of work, I found that I was eating only frozen ravioli and meatballs for lunch. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Yeah. There's probably another option in there somewhere. Were you ever the kind of person like I was where you would just kind of sit and shovel frozen food into your face? Because I, I don't I don't imagine you having been that person, but I didn't know you um, all the way back then. Yeah, I mean... Kind of. Maybe not to, I don't know. I, I've never been, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's been so long. If I did, it was when I was in like late middle school, early high school. Oh, yeah. That's, yep. Okay. I, 
I guess also being and here I, I just I didn't even realize I've been snacking. How long have I been eating this Chex Mix, Laura? I was going to tell you to stop because we're literally recording a podcast. It's been about three minutes. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was about to throw it across the room, but the bag is open. Yeah, and you were crinkling to... the bag to make a point, and then you just started eating it. <laughs> I didn't realize it. I wasn't thinking about it. This is the trap. That's bad. <laughs> this is the danger. Get that out of there. Um. So, I do want to bring up something else. Rebecca, are you going to take the... Yeah, Chex is right there. Please I get it. I heard you crinkling the bag, and I was like, I wonder if he knows he's doing that. And I was like, maybe he's doing it for effect. Uh, that it part started as an effect. effect. <laughs> the, 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 the pumpernickel stuff that I ate was not for effect. I'm dying to ask her so many questions when you guys are done. Okay. Like how she's doing with the pregnancy. Hey, Laura, how yeah. are you doing with the pregnancy? Oh, good. Um, can Wait, can she hear me? Uh, no, because okay. I have the audio routed through my Yeti. All right. So we'll talk later. We'll talk later. I'll tell okay. you everything. <laughs> but audience, that's all you need to know. Pregnancy, good. Um, um, I do want to talk about something else important. We, apparently pregnancy is not important, question mark. <laughs> uh, oops. No. Um, the Star Trek Picard just ended. Oh, my God. <laughs> we haven't recorded since then, did we? Yeah. That was in the after times too. Yeah. That's how long the after times feel compared to the before times. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, we don't have to go full spoiler cast. I'm probably going to do a common geeking program on it. But yeah. Star Trek Picard season one, it's over. Um, went by really fast. Um, ten episodes does not feel like enough. And the problem was that there were a couple episodes that I didn't like. And so then there were like a couple episodes that I did like, and that was kind of the whole season. And I was like, oh, now it's over. Um, do I think it was, I don't know. I liked it. I'm going to keep walking, watching it. This is not a surprise. Um, <laughs> Patrick Stewart is like the best, obviously. Um, the first episode with Seven of Nine was kind of a lot, but like I do love her and I liked their interactions about them being Borg. Um, like I thought that was like really impactful actually um the last couple episodes so this is spoiler alerty like it just felt like there was so much of it that we're like and now it's magic ah uh, and like so much of the show like the difference between star trek and star wars is that star trek is like science fiction and star wars is like a space fantasy um and it felt a little space fantasy to me and it did I didn't love that so I think the perspective that has helped me digest some of this is um, I you I think you can sort of look at this 10-episode thing, if you would like to, as a single Next Generation-style story and mm. break up the story into its components. Uh, if we're talking episodes 1 through 10, uh, I did – I liked every episode except episode 9. Yeah, 9 was – episodes episodes nine and ten are two-parter and the thing is episode 10 is a continuation of episode nine until it acts as a coda for the series it acts as like the ending which in in star trek the next generation it's the five minutes at the end where two people are sitting in a room talking about like did we do the right thing right and then and then they look at the camera and say audience did we do the right thing credits um and i like the last half of this season finale was that moment stretched out. Right. And that hit so well. All of those more thoughtful moments worked. 
the inspections of character motivations worked. The themes came around in ways that made sense. And the recency bias almost kills it sometimes because the episode and a half of rapid plot, mm -hmm. like, was so uneven. Yeah. And not even difficult to follow, but not fun to follow. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I feel like there were entire characters that didn't need to be there for the sake of moving the story along. Uh, and given how much story we got in the first eight episodes, like, how did they cram that much into, like, the hour and a half there? So I, I think that I like 85% of the season. And if I'm looking yeah. at this as a single episode, there's some stuff in the third act that I thought was pretty lame. <laughs> um, but I think because of the scale and because of having to wait week by week, it definitely it stands out more than I think it would in a different format. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. And I like there were def there were a lot of moments that just made me like kind of sigh a little bit like every time card says engage or anyone says engage like they made this huge like like all the characters turned around and like looked at the camera and they were like we're gonna say the thing now and like that didn't do it for me like so there was definitely that um kind of sprinkled into the whole season um mm -hmm. but i don't know i mean you know we talked about this a little bit with discovery too like it is a first season of star trek right that's not that has never been shown to be the best part of star trek and so i'm really hoping that they kind of come into their own next season mm-hmm um, I and get some really character-driven stuff. I I think I I agree with the sentiment, but I would probably argue that I think that in terms of writing character-driven stories, with the exception of episodes nine and ten, I think Picard succeeded at character-driven stories for sure. I think like we we have more emotional context for all these characters in 10 episodes and yes 10 episodes feel short but i think i could tell you more about rios after 10 episodes of this show than i could tell you about Worf uh, <laughs> after three seasons of 26 episodes each in that show yeah that's fair so uh, it's because it, it, i think on balance this the season is good i think the show is good it's got messy parts it's just that it's so backloaded with the stuff that doesn't work yeah that that's that's yeah. that's what's sticking out and and that frustrates me because how do you recommend that to someone like right. this thing is mostly great and there's some bad stuff in there and i think most people can swallow that but when that bad thing is the taste that's left in your mouth yeah it's just like mm. it was not as bad as the end of game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> I'll give it that. But no, I I really love the show. I think that it it has set up meaningful characters so well. Yeah. Um I think that it also retconned the death of data in Nemesis in a way that cuz I yeah, I that don't was hate really Nemesis. Well I don't hate Nemesis the way that a lot of people do, but like this still added so much additional meaning to that film and that story and that character. And that is where they knocked it out of the park. And I think it speaks to how great those last, like, 30 minutes were that, like, despite the rough couple episodes leading up to it, that is that is the taste that's in my mouth yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Um, but I really like it. I'm hoping that Disco 3 also having a single showrunner for the season will stabilize things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we both got really excited with episode 8 
because that was the episode that the the crew kind of yeah they they gelled together and like that felt amazing and then to have it fall apart so quickly in nine like really sucked because i was so excited about this new like crew that was like together and joined and then it like yeah because because eight gave us that crew moment where they're all sitting around yeah. the table spitballing and and adding context right in a way that that could have been cheesy like a heist planning sequence but it, 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 it felt like yeah they did a really great job um so I'm excited because, like, if this is the if that's the group of characters that we're going to be following, like, it is mm-hmm. it has been shown that they have a really good chemistry, and I want to see more stories about them, right? Like, so that's what I'm trying to to focus on. Yeah, yeah, that that's what's got me hyped. I I think again, episodes nine and ten, if they got rid of a lot of those new tertiary characters, yeah. and and focused on the struggles of these characters that we came to know the whole time a little more closely, yeah. I think. I think that those little space magic moments and those little references would have been a little more forgivable, right? Because they're they'd be wrapped in a in a nicer package. Yeah. Um, but also, it looks like Seven of Nine is going to be a series regular going forward. Yeah. And I'm pretty fucking stoked on that because I love her turn in this character this time. Yeah. It's, she is so great to watch. I am rewatching Voyager right now, and so it's really fun to kind Ooh, of watch be her progression through Voyager, and then like mm-hmm. watch her in in Picard because it's you know it's a very different experience yeah um but it's fun also not to go back to everything else that's happening in the world um but I was watching an episode of Voyager where they have to put the entire crew into stasis and it's only seven and nine of the doctor yep and I was like wow this feels like real life right now yeah oh man there there's an episode of enterprise that does largely the same thing where it's just dr flox by himself yeah and that's one of my favorite episodes of of enterprise and i'm like man yeah my next watch through of these shows is gonna feel really different again yeah. in, the, in the before times of this recording i mentioned like what re-watching frazier um and like one person dusting off chairs looks sane while everyone else looks crazy <laughs> handshaking and, and hugging yeah it's how crazy that fucking crazy that turned around so fast. But yeah. there was also a funny uh, someone posted uh, the doctor talking to um, from Voyager talking to I can't remember her name, um, but she's the doctor that has has the phage <coughs> and he makes a hologram of her and they like talk about her. And <laughs> someone posted that they were like, oh, well, you know, social obligation, like social interactions are limited and all these things. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense now. Yeah. <laughs> like it is now uh, what we're living in. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't bring the phage yeah. uh, up there. It's um, it's prescient. It's strange. It's it it is a weird, it's a weird thing. I recorded Dice Populi last night. I'm recording with you today. I'm recording a briefing program tomorrow, and uh, it's the the most social interaction I've had in a while. I haven't been playing games with people, mm. and while generally I'm handling the lack of it pretty well, it's very nice to. Like, you know, last night I played uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It was just, yeah. just a good time. Yeah. So, and and, and the, the irony here is in our last episode, I had said, like, you know what? I haven't been seeing people yeah. enough. <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to try to fix that. In the future, in the crumbles of our society, when people find this podcast as a historical relic, they're going to get to that episode and be like, what a moron. <laughs> He has no fucking clue what he's in for. He's about to get slambonied by the coronavirus. <laughs> slambonied by Coroni. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we should I'm looking at my timer probably and I'm wrap like, up, yeah. I'm like, we've been talking for an hour. It's like, no, we've been talking a lot longer than yeah. that. Because 
because yeah. I made a I made a I made a dumb mistake. Oh, yeah, we've been talking for like an hour and a half, yeah. and you know what, Laura? It's been lovely. Yeah, I really like talking lovely. to you. Yeah. Um. Agreed. I know that we put out monthly, and I'm not obligating you to anything. But if you ever have a day where you're out of yeast <laughs> and you got and you, and you got nothing else to do. Yeah. Let me know. I could, I could probably stand to have a conversation. It's funny because I joke about like, you know, because we have been doing some work meetings online and stuff like that. And like everyone's hey, I'm like, oh, well, like what else am I doing? But like also mm-hmm. all the like my days are just slipping by. Like, yeah, I blink. It's 530 right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's and that's part of that goal orientation is like, how do I make sure that because inevitably at the end of the day when you're not leaving a place you're not going to feel the passage of time the same way. Yeah. So I, I accept that the days will slip by. <laughs> How do I make sure that when it's 1130 at night and I'm like, what the fuck happened? I can be like, at least I finished another scene of the Silmarillion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. It's a good dream. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope things continue to go well for you. Please stay well. You too. And stay safe. Yeah. Um, I am going to go talk to Rebecca, who is upset I was going to be recording, but I'll bet you right now she's playing Zelda and also totally last track of time and everything is going to be fine. Yep. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. You have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye. How You Doing is a Common Geeking Program production starring Laura Becker and Colin Ketchen with editing and original music by Colin. You can learn all about the show at the website podfriend.pizza. It has everything you need to listen and to learn about the pod friends themselves, and it's an easy place for new listeners to jump on board. If you enjoy the podcast, reviews and ratings are the best way to show it. Tell a friend, share your favorite episodes, and remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We'll talk to you again the first Monday of every month, so be sure to stay in touch. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.